I don't know what to tell Hello, hello. Here we are on another Monday at eight o'clock. Uh, I'm Jackie, the wellness advocate. I'm Jay with the ish. I'm Roberta, the tool lady. I'm Nisha. Oh, <laughs> I'm Nisha, the social advocate. Hey. So we're back today, and Jay is going to lead us in a conversation today. But we're going to go, I'm going to go ahead and recap last week. So last week we talked about um, trauma and how it affects relationships. And um, we talked about how that challenges the sense of safety. And um, it challenges also the way that you see yourself and um, how you expect the worst. I'm always on flight or fight or flight or defensive mode. So we talked about those things and um, how that's you know, coincides with just relationship, how that starts in relationships with your kids and making sure that you're having that open line of communication with them and um, just being patient with them ultimately is patience and you because you want to break those generational um, curses, right? So that's what we talked about last week and it was a great conversation. Um, it intertwined with a lot of different things. So that was an amazing um, conversation that we had last week. So, um, Jay, what you got for us today? Girl, I don't have nothing, but <laughs> but I'm a, I, I got but I got I just want to talk. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't want to. Um, I guess it's kind of sort of like a okay. a lesson or whatever. But I just want to little chit chat a little bit. Okay, first of all, let me tell y'all what happened yesterday. Okay. I'm going to put y'all all in my personal business. <laughs> Look at my like, Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But let me put y'all in my personal business. Okay. So yesterday I had um, a few friends over, like we had a few drinks and things like that. So we started talking about our kids. I want, I want the audience to know that at least three out of four of us have kids. So we on here, we have kids so we can relate very much. And some of the topics that we talk about is because we don't been through it. So if that makes sense, you know, so we just not, we're not here judging. We're not here um, telling you how to raise your kids or anything like this. The reason why we bring, well, I know for me, um, the other ladies can actually vouch for themselves, but I know for me, the reason why I bring up these topics is because our kids is being either given away to CPS or they've been get, like taken away by the streets. So I feel like if we come together as parents, as um, sisters, as sisters and brothers, and help one another with our kids, we won't lose our kids to either the streets or the system. So that's why mainly um, I'm so head driven about, you know, um, talking about parenting and teaching because nowadays the generations have changed. 
these are these kids are actually running away and running away to other people that they think that's going to save them. And these people don't be saving them, you know. So um, and that's just due to experience and um, helping other kids get through their situation. And I hear it a lot because I work with teenagers and also because I work with kids, you know, and parents. You know, so I just wanted to like throw that out there a little bit before I get into yesterday event. Okay, y'all ready? I got you. Okay, let's get into it. So yesterday, I invited a few I like friends. That, Jay. What you didn't? You got okay. Okay, so it's a little talk talk. Let's talk because the thing is, is we here to talk. We're here to talk to our, our audience and we're here to give advice. Just as much as I'm giving these advice and Jackie and Nisha and Miss Roberta is giving these advice, you know, um, we're learning from each other. Because I learn from Roberta all the time, or Nisha, or Jackie, because I'll be like, dang, I didn't think about that. Sometimes I get a little sip, sip, you know, because. It actually done caught me. I, I done doomed on it, kind of, you know, that's why I have a little face expression like, oh, is she talking to me? Oh, she's telling my business, you know. So I'm right there with you guys as far as how you guys feel. So let's get into it. So my friends was over. We was having a few drinks. We was kiki, laughing, and he he and ha-ha. We got on um, a touchy topic, and that's our kids, you know. So I'm always coming from a genuine place. I always want, you know, my audience, um, my friends, family. I'm always coming to coming from a genuine place as well as um, throwing myself out there. Maybe somebody can help me, you know. So we had a conversation. We was talking about kids and I was ba mainly speaking with the dad because um, one of my close friends is, is her husband. So me and her, we already on the same page. She know me, okay? And her husband somewhat know me, but he he don't know me. But a good topic, you know. We the, the crazy thing about it, we agree, we agree with each other. We was agreeing with each other. Back and forth, we was agreeing, but it just seemed like it wasn't a it just seemed like we was disagreeing, but we was really agreeing. <laughs> He started to, so he started to tell me about how he um, talked to his kids and he's what he say he means. So if he tell his girls like, no, they can't go there. Like I was like, yeah, we're gonna do a family uh, trip or whatever. She, oh, is it gonna be a little other little boys there? Nah, my kids not doing that. Nah, because I know what these boys. I know what these boys thinking and I know what these boys want out of my daughters and all that. So I'm not having it. I said, well, do you talk to your um, daughters? Do you talk to your kids? Yeah, but they can do whatever they want to when they turn 18. But up under my rules, they do that. I was like, oh, OK. So I agree with him 100 percent as a father coming from the father perspective. You know, I agree with him. But the only thing that I disagree with was the approach, because it's a difference from you having a conversation with your son versus 
the conversation you have with your daughter. So those are two different conversations. Women are more sensitive and boys are more of so head on, you know, so they more of so, okay, it is what it is. I'm just going to listen and whatever, you know, women on the other end, they more of so, okay, um, my dad, that's just my dad being dad, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. So I was telling him, you know, you want to take the, you know, more positive, soft spoken approach when you come down to the girls, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, my thing is, so that's what I get into. Um, this today is just more of, so I'm going to use Jackie. Um, if Nisha pop back in, then I use Nisha and I'm going to use Roberta. So this is not just, um, a topic. This is just more of, so everyone is chiming in because, um, we, uh, I have a, quite a few people that's going to be chiming in on, um, today's show. So, um, the first thing is that, um, with the father in the daughter situation, um, one of the, one of the things that caught my attention was, and I, and that's why I'm making it anonymous. I'm not, um, I'm not trying to throw their business or whatever, but one of the things that caught uh, my attention was that he said that the, um, the boys that his daughter is dating is just like him. That's why he does not approve. Okay. And I, and that stayed on my mind, drunk and all, I fell asleep. You know, I'm just knocked out, but still it was just on my, on my mind. I was like, Hmm. So are you ashamed of who you are? Because remember, um, no disrespect. You know, like I tell him, no disrespect. This is coming from me caring and a genuine person. You know, I'm just I'm just having a conversation with because the thing is, is that your children looks up to you. So whatever that they see their parents accepting, their mom accepting, they're going to think it's OK. Oh, well, dad, like that mom is like that. See, the kids don't understand the struggle in the background of it. Like my friend was like, yeah, because my kids, because they have everything. Not going to lie, these, you would never think the, it was a struggle or anything. And that's with everyday parents. You know, they hide, they struggle, but they give them their kids the world, you know. So they willing to go broke. They willing to borrow, get into debt, all type of stuff um, just to provide for their children. And um and I don't want them, you know, I don't want them to, I want to be able to talk, to come together as, I say family, you know, more than anything, you know, because I want to, I want to make this podcast more so like a family thing. I'm your sister, you know, sister, sister talking, you know, or uh, whatever you want to uh, call me, girlfriend, girlfriend, friend, friend, sister, sister, yeah. whatever. But at the end of the day, we still family. And um, I think that's uh, my main objective for today is just getting these lovely ladies involved and um, just talking and, and, and we're just going to talk, you know, um, nothing lessons or, or anything like that or teaching is just just more so talking. But the first thing um, I want to highlight is self-care. We, we have touched on self-care a lot. You know, the reason why these topics 
can be touching is because you have not addressed it. So if you, if we talking about anything and it touch you in any kind of way, that means that you have not completely healed from your problems and from your issues. So that's why we have uh, Roberta, Jackie, and you know myself, Nisha, when she pop in, like to help you to find those resources. I have received text message stating, "Hey, um, you know, I want to dig in a, a little more into it." You know, we we can only go so far into these topics because they is 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 broad, is very broad. You know, so uh, and it's kind of really like really. It's like a session, you know. These are sessions. We're giving you guys free counseling, <laughs> but um, so we we helping out a lot. I, um, I have I received um, text message um, calls and stuff um, coming on the show, but I want to let you guys know that um, self care self care is so important, and you might not have to go. You might not say like I need a counselor. But another way to get your problems and your thoughts out is doing our uh, um, intervention. Okay, what an intervention is is that you get you can get two you can get one person in that to hear both parties. You know, um, that's not I wouldn't recommend that person to know you guys both because so they can be transparent when they tell you guys stuff. So I just recommend that person to kind of like somewhat know you but not all the way know your business because we don't want them to give you advice from a personal you know based off they know you personal we want them to give you advice based off what they hearing you know so if that makes sense um so i want to i want to touch on like different um resources so these are the things we're going to talk about um it's like different resources that you can um, utilize or you can implement or, or, or whatever skills and strategies and things like that that's going to help you get through some of the things that you are going through. Another thing is is self-care. I talk about self-care all the time. It's so important. Like me, I start my, I start my day with God and I end my day with God. I am a re- religion person, but not everybody is but um that's what helps me it keeps me sane you know so um another but if you know god is not the route for you self-care is the second thing i start so after i you know read my verse and talk to talk with god and kind of meditate with god you know i meditate the word and what i mean by meditating the um, word is just letting it marinate you know, so let it soak, let it sit on your brain for a minute. Let it get all the juices, you know, so you can understand that word. You know, just don't read the word and then you're like, oh, okay. And then now your boyfriend don't walk in, you don't cuss them out. Help you, Jesus. I hear some my sister that's out there. But um, instead of doing that, if you marinate that word, it kind of give you a clear mind like, okay, well, I know that I'm going to you know, go into this word and actually, you know, heads on or I'm going to go into the universe and just talk with the best way I know how. Um, second of all is uh, self-care. Like I said, um, reading a book, you know, uh, meditating in the tub or 
yoga or stretching and all the, all that stuff is good kind of releasing that toxic because it's toxic so that's why when you walk around people and you, your nose flare up because this person is saying something about your kids that's because you ain't really just fully healed from it so if we're going to dive into it and get you know um a little more get the other ladies information like their advice you know any type of information that they can do they can help so let's get into it i'm gonna start with um you know my, my uh, i think to start with uh that's an awful lot and and you're right we have you know, we have spoke about some of that before, uh, and, I, and I'm just vastly remembering Renisha saying, you know, she identified the stages. So the first of all is identifying when there's an issue. Some of us just don't even know that we have an issue, and we don't want to acknowledge it. We have the outcomes of the issue, but we don't acknowledge it. And I think, you know, what you're reflecting on is that it kind of sounded like he was kind of authoritative. And it's a little difference when you're authoritative and an authoritarian parent tells the child what to do mm-hmm. or tells that person what to do. So, mm-hmm. and it's kind of going back to what you said, I'd rather be spoke with so you can hear what I'm saying. I hear what you're saying. That's our communication rather than you speaking at me, you know? Right. And I think that makes it hard when someone is speaking at me so you can kind of see if he's saying, well, it's just how it is then possibly it's not going to be how it is. And then if he say, hey, you know what? She got a boyfriend like me, but I don't like it. He's saying really basically because I know that that's some hard stuff that I've, I've dealt with and that I've, I'm going off of. I'm an authoritarian. Possibly his parents were authoritative. But also when we talk about trauma, maybe he has a perfection mindset where I have to be a perfectionist. That's part of being trying, going through trauma as well. Feeling like you've got to fit the bar all the time. You can't fail. That's also part out of living out of trauma or being busy all the time. You know, people don't realize that that's, that's an outcome for us adults. That's some of the things that we do because we've been through trauma and we just have not processed that. Uh, and then I like you saying you have not healed. But I just like to take it a little farther. I always say we always are working on something. So for me, I'm always working on something. I'm always on self-awareness. Like you said, self-care. I'm always, do you need rest? What's going on within you? Do you not feel, do you not feel good? Because sometimes we can, you know, and uh, I always say, check, just like check your mental health, just like you do your blood pressure. You know, your blood pressure shouldn't, yes. shouldn't be sky high where you got a headache and you can't see. Well, same way with your mental health. You shouldn't be so uh, stressed out or have so many thoughts uh, that you just don't know what to do with yourself. Check that and, and balance it out. Do what you need to do to balance it out. You know, practice taking care of yourself. How can you we know? check that? Yeah. How can, when you say check your mental health, how, how can we check that? Well, uh, when you know, uh, I've heard people say, hey, I wake up angry. I wake up angry. There's a reason why you're angry. Identify why. Well, I'm sad. 
you know, uh, you know, every day, you know, just about every day I'm crying. I see something on television, just a thought of something just makes me cry. Check that. It's okay to check that. And it's okay to have those emotions. You know, we just come from some, such a place where people say, you know, something's wrong with you if you if you're sad, something wrong with you if you're angry. Not necessarily, but you can check it and then okay, this is what it is. I may be I may be tired. I may be burnt out. I may have too many things that I'm dealing with, or I may have so much to deal with that I don't even know where to start. So that's why I'm feeling that way. But being kind to yourself, you know, we got a problem even being kind to ourselves. You know, we'll do stuff for people. Some people do so many things for everybody else, but won't do anything for themselves. Uh, so just being knowing, okay, I need to check that. And going to an extreme of this suicide, we, we have a high rate of suicide. And right. guess what? It ain't just, you know, it used to be people who were not of color. Honestly, we weren't even on the scale before. Black women, uh, Hispanic women, we were not even on the scale of suicide. But since COVID, guess what? We're on the scale now. So we need to really pay attention. Because guess what? We're the backbones of what? Our communities. Right. So we have so much going on. That's good. That's good. Okay. You better bring it like nobody else. <laughs> so I could go ahead and hand it over uh to uh Renisha. Okay, can y'all hear me? Yes, yes. ma'am. Okay. Hey y'all. Hi, um, <laughs> so um this is a really good conversation I love. <laughs> I love how attentive you are to, you know, of course, your family and things like that. Um, but one thing for me I want to talk about is like um, different types of parenting because Roberta did touch on it. So you have authoritative, authoritarian. My dogs will start barking right now. Authoritarian, authoritative, and then there's also, um, there's one more. I had Googled it. I forgot the other one. Permissive. Um, so like the authoritarian, like Roberta was saying, is more of um, commands, just telling you what to do. You need to do what I do. Say what I you do. What I say. Don't ask no questions. It doesn't matter. Then the authoritative is more of the parent that has like a good balance between telling, kind of telling you what to do, but also like leading for with with example or by example, um, inspiring you. Um, giving you the space to kind of put your two cents in, live your life how you want to live it, also while kind of still being a parent and having boundaries. And then you have the permissive one who just is what we call your parent, your mama want to be your friend. So she just kind of let you do whatever, don't really hold you accountable, don't really lead by example. It's just, um, you know, th that type of thing. So I think that's very important to pay attention to. And, and I mean, I'm not a parent, so I, this is just me talking. Um, I think that's important. Our parenting style is important to think about when raising our children because not all parenting styles fit children and not all discipline styles fit children. I think understanding your child's, uh, what's the word? 
I just had it in my head. It's on the tip of my tongue. Really how your child operates. Like they're, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Help me. I keep thinking like your temperament, temperament. Or their character. your child's temperament is important too. Yes, that type of thing. So um, for me, that's important. And I also liked how Roberta touched on trauma and mental health. Um, I know a lot of the times as adults, especially now in today's society, the world is going crazy. We have all these things on our shoulders, all these different things to worry about. And you still got to be a parent at the end of the day, 24-7. So I think making sure that you check your mental health, um, meditating on. Because sometimes, like, I'm a person, like, I I used to be hot-headed. I know I'm an Aries. So I used to just act off my emotions. But as I've gotten older, I realized, okay, what's really going on right now? Am I really upset at what this person said? Or, and I think I've said this before, am I just in a bad mood today? Am I already frustrated about, about something else? And this is just what this person said, exacerbating my emotions. Is this like the icing on the cake for me for my day? You know, and I think right. a lot of times um, parents can kind of spew that on their children because it's it's easier. You're the parent. They just, kids just take it. They don't really have a choice. So I think checking in with that is important. And even if you do feel like, um, you're having a bad day, apologizing to your child too is important. Or just taking a step back and saying, look, I just need a moment. Mommy's feeling or daddy's feeling X, Y, Z. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Or let me go. One thing I tell my kids um, that I work with um, and in previous jobs, you know, I talked about leaving, leaving by example is um, I need to go use my coping skills. <clears throat> I need to go meditate. I need to go deep breathe. I need to go wash my hair. I need to go do some stuff for a little while. And then I'll come back to you and then we can talk about it because I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. Um, so I think that's very important. But coming together as a community um, used to be a really big thing. I can at least say for like the black community, you know, the whole thing of uh, it takes a village. That right. used to be a huge thing. But this generation in, in 2023, you know, everybody, don't nobody want to understand nothing to their kids. You know, everybody want to raise their kids how they want to raise them, which is totally fine. But again, that's when you start to have so much burden on yourself because you don't have no help. You don't have nobody. When your kids go outside to play, you don't have nobody checking your kids for breaking glass or, you know, being like, oh, I'm going to tell your mom that you did that. You know, I know. just to kind of keep your kids in line continuously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's my two cents. I kind of was, I heard most of what you said, Jay, but then my Wi-Fi kind of started tripping. But, yeah, that's what I got. That was good. I like it. You said a mouthful. What's up, Jackie? Thank you. Definitely. Okay, so I want to highlight what someone put uh, put a comment on and said um, the mirror. So I think he he was he said, you know, I don't want I don't want to meet him, right? Um, because he reminds me of myself or what have you, right? That's what you said, right? So um, it it is a mirror. It's um, doesn't he knows what he doesn't want his child to be exposed to, but has he you know really self reflected on that and self aware like why what have I done what do I need to do to change that um, and it is and kids individuals tend to kind of gear towards. Um, a significant other that is reflective of their their dad like for a woman their dad for a for them for a man um their mom 
Um, I've seen it many times before. I, I've gotten told that my husband um, has the same personality like my dad and, and he does. <laughs> um, so, but I don't know how that happened really. I don't know if we just geared towards that, right? Um, I guess it's growing up with it and that's the expectation that we've had or that's what we've said, okay, that's the kind of, per that's what I expect out of my significant other. Um, but it, it does go boil down to self-awareness, having that conversation with his daughter as well, you know, saying, okay, well, I kind of sat on me looking at how I am and how I respond to things, how I do things. And I don't want that for you. I want you to look for something, you know, different, something better. Um, and it's having that honest conversation, exactly. you know, I think that's what it really boils down to having that honest conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, that is actually even a component when it, cause you talked about self-care too. That's even a component with self-care is being self-aware. Like Roberta said, uh, checking in with yourself. Um, even asking, knowing when to ask for help too. Like, hey, I know this about myself, but I don't know where to start. Where, you know, where should I start? You know, trusting in someone else to kind of guide you through that. Um, and even spending time alone with yourself as well, getting to know yourself, getting to break down what what is it that I need? How is it that I feel? How can I address these things? Um, and it's it, 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 it's a it can be difficult to sitting with yourself and really breaking it down because you're yes. asking yourself, how is it that I truly, you know, feel and it can be difficult so and tough, but that's just the first step to really getting to the root of what is it that I need to address in myself and how can I address it? Right. I want to be like my daddy. Okay. There's no one. Yes, that's the Beyonce song. Like my daddy. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, what's to be. Uh-uh. Okay. daddy. Yeah. Vocals. Vocals. I love y'all. I love this audience. Yeah. <laughs> I want you guys to understand one thing that you were kids once before. If you keep that in mind mm -hmm. and think about the way your mother and your father talked to you when you was eight and when you was nine and when you was 14, okay? You got to keep that in mind. Let me let you see our kids go to other friends. We've been thinking parents should be the same. Yes. That's why I said exactly, um, exactly. 
and I'm gonna touch on that. Okay, you guys gotta remember that you guys used to be kids before, and I want you to think about the way your parents talked to you, when your mom talked to you, when your dad talked to you. And he was like, "Oh my God, no, he's crazy." Your kids the same way. So that's why I said I do not agree with talking and raising your kids the way you was raised. You need to learn from those mistakes that your parents did and try to fix that mistakes with your kids. You don't want to continue on the generational curse like we said. Like we talked about last week. Come on. You don't yes. want to, that's, that's what we mean by generational curse, because you bring in something that your parents, you know, damn well, you didn't like the way your parents or your way your father, you know, they, they might, even though they probably was good parents, you know, I'm not yeah. saying they was bad parents. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it was certain things that they did that you did not like. So you willing to take mm-hmm. all of that? and putting it on your kids because the thing is is that you want to get the same outcome that your parents got with you with your own kids okay so if not worse yeah if not worse so be mindful of that you know be mindful that's why the generation like i hear a lot that can't no kids teach me and tell me what to do. You know how smart these kids is? They got a TV show that say, are you smarter than a fifth grader? A TV show. You know, that are you, and and those parents not smarter than a fifth grader? But my thing is, is that by me saying that is that, you know, as you talk to your kids, you learning your kids. You don't know these kids. Even though they're your kids, you don't know them. You don't know what they go through. You don't know how they feel just because they're in your house. Mm-hmm. So, and then you mm-hmm. wonder why they go to their friends. They spend a the night at their friends, mm-hmm. and then, and then they see how their friends' mom treat them. They like, oh, I want to live over here, but they not understanding that being that permissive parent is not a good parent because them be the ones that be in the streets. The parents that don't care. You know, or them be the, you know, kids that be lost into the system. Right. I'm telling you, CPS got, I don't even think they can see their floor, how many kids they got sleeping on it. You know, you you just don't know how many times I scroll down Facebook and somebody's picture is on a T-shirt. You know, so I will do anything. And I'm willing to do anything. I calls all the time. Yeah, I only been a mom for three years, you know. So and I and I still have a lot to learn. It doesn't matter when she turned 18. I still have a lot to learn about my child. So yes, we do gotta go back. It do take a village to raise these kids. Just because they not show you know your mama helping you out with these kids or you know your auntie or your sister you still have like you still got that um next door neighbor that you've been your mom been living next to for 30 years that can help you you know that can talk mm-hmm. to you tells you like hey when have the last time you sit down with somebody that's that's 60 plus 
and got advice as like, how was you raised? You know, when have the last time you sat down with somebody that's 70 or 80 years old and they tell you what's the true meaning of family? You know, I sat with this lady and she was telling me, um, she's 84 years old. And I asked her, what's the true meaning of family? And she told me, food. I was like, what? And she was, I was like, what you mean by that? She said, take that home with you in a basket, baby. And then you come back and let me know what you think about that. In a basket? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> No biscuits in the- <laughs> I'm like, it took me a long time. It took me a long time. It took me a long time to figure out what she mean by put the take that in the basket and come back. So I took it and I did let it marinate. And when she said food it stood out as she asked me she asked me what do it mean to you and i said union mm-hmm. you know um togetherness connection yeah, people have been coming together over food for mm-hmm. just the beginning of time mm-hmm. or even that you guys she spiritual we get spiritual food you said exactly. you read mm-hmm. you you if you meditate that's all spiritual mm-hmm. that's all yeah. food for our exactly. soul so it and may I, not we may not be eating it but it, it gives us what we need to exactly love. i knew you was gonna get mm-hmm. into it <laughs> yes um like now, i was saying it's not just food uh-uh. It's also just spirit. It's just spiritual, like words. When yeah. you read the Bible, you eating those words in. You know, when somebody telling you or giving you advice, you eating those words. You eating those words. Like when you're when you sit on somebody's couch and you cry out to them, you eating their words. That's your food. Yeah. That's your union. That's your connection. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I'm hungry for that food. I'm starving because my belly not going to never be full because it's so much to this world that I have to learn and that I don't know nothing about. So don't come in here talking about these are my kids. I know everything about these kids because you don't. Let Let somebody give you this food. That's right. That's so you right. can feed on it. That's you know? right. So That's um, right. I, I, I wanted to, th- that was my word for today is the the food in union as a connection, as, you know, as love, you know, don't, don't let nobody, we're not here to tell you how to raise your kids. We here because we don't want another person in the system or we don't want nobody on no t-shirts because these kids just want to live. They just want to live. They don't know what's coming. And it's up to us to tell them what's coming because our babies are coming. That's right. 
That's right. Oh, uh, I was just going to say even better than that, Jay. Uh, we all have an inner child. Renisha speaks of them all the time. We all have an inner child, and a lot of time that inner child has not got what it's needed. So we need to be kind and listen to our inner child as well. Yes. But just not even if you have children, also yourself. Because a lot of times we set ourselves up for sabotage, heartache, uh, wrecks, you know, just train wrecks, mm -hmm. life train wrecks. We do it to ourselves. So we just, you know, so it's just not good if you're a parent, yeah. I'm trying to say, but for yourself too. Yeah, yeah. we are. We lose it a lot. And we have lost a lot. Right. Very true. That's, that's I'm glad you it. said that, Roberta, because um, when you said, Jay, that he, the father said he didn't want to meet the boyfriend because he reminded too much of him of himself. One, for me, that should have been a really big red flag and a moment for him to sit back and do something and try to be as aware of, as possible to why one, it's you don't like the fact that her boyfriend is like you, and two, why is she picking guys that are like you? And three, what could you you have done differently, or what can you do differently as a parent? I think I've said this before. Like they say, oh, you know, girls choose men that are like they their dad. That's mm -hmm. possible. For me, it's the opposite because my inner child from my dad really has not healed yet. You know what I'm saying? So if I meet a man that triggers my inner child or makes me feel any way that my dad made me feel all that trauma I went through with him as a child. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going through this again. I don't like the way this feels. I know. So I typically see myself going for men that have the opposite characteristics and qualities of my father. Um, and I also know that um, by being aware and doing some reflecting that um, even if I do date a guy or come across a guy that isn't like my father, but he does like small little things here and there that remind me of him. I have these huge over dramatic reactions to it um, because it's triggering that little piece of the inner child that has not fully healed yet. Um, and I also want to point out too, that you, like Roberta was saying earlier, um, you can still be healed or continuing to work on something and still feel triggered. So like if some then triggers will always be triggers. Like you just can't get away from triggers. That's the sucky part about right. trauma, right? There's always right. going to be triggers. And one thing that we do as professionals is give our clients the tools, the things that they need in order to address those triggers, to prepare for those triggers. What coping skills are you going to do when you do come across these triggers? Because a lot of times you can't control when you're triggered. But if you can't control what when you're triggered or how you're triggered, what, what type of people do you need to stay away from? What type of situations right. do you need to actively keep yourself out of? Um, what type of environments should you be in or not be in in order to not feel these triggers? Because like Jay said, you might flare your nose up. Something might right. trigger and you'd be like, oh no, I need to go because I'm being triggered. Um, right. So it really sucks that it's it's like an ongoing continuum where you're constantly having to work at things. Um, and healing is not pretty. It's not. Let me, let me, let me um, answer this question. Did he um, fix what he did not like? I think it, it was just more of so it's okay. Did he fix his old self that he did not like, or is he still the same? So the thing is, is with him is that he had met, he met 
the the um, his daughter's boyfriend. I, I don't know if they had a dinner date or mm-hmm. whatever, and they decide to bring the and they was okay because these kids are teenagers, okay? Mm-hmm. And they decide to bring their boyfriends. I guess the parents are like, okay, yeah, let me meet them. They come over. He had conversations with mm-hmm. the um, the fellas, and he saw him in them, and he did not like it because. And I'm like, okay, because he is something that he wish he could have done better, you know. And it's things that he mm. wish he could have done different, but he feel like he can't do that. Mm. He can't change or he can't fix it. You know, so he's like, okay, I see how this boy talking. I see how this boy behaving. I don't want that around my child because I know how I was when I was his age and how I was behaving. And he demonstrated and he showed, you know, the things that he was doing when he was 14 and 13 years old. You know, it was a little managed back then. So my thing, what I'm going to say on that is that um I used to think that you couldn't change anything about yourself until I went off until I went off to college and I saw a 60-year-old, 62, 64-year-old woman sitting in the same class as me. And I was like, That lady with the blonde hair, the short blonde hair. Yeah, girl, you remember her? That's my baby. Yes, but I was like, what her old ass doing in here? <laughs> Look at you. I, just being honest. I, I didn't have no problem with her. Nothing. I was like, what her old ass doing in here? She need to wrap it up. You know, come on about our business, you know. And then I, I asked, I was like, oh, well, you cute. You know, I like the hair. You know, we was introduced, and and she she told us she said that oh I'm working on my degree. I was like oh okay, and she was like yeah um because I been living. I think she said she was married for I don't remember I don't recall. I think she said she was married for um, a length time. And she finally separated or um, something happened with her husband Mm -hmm. that she decided to live life for her now. So my my highlight to that is that this lady waited until she was 62, 64. So so one thing is never too late Mm -hmm. to change. It's never too late to fix the issue. It's never too late to fix the problem. It's never too late. But the question is to you is why wait so late in life to try to fix the problem? Why wait until you 62 or 64 to fix the problem? Why not fix it now? Why not say, you know what? I see, because honestly, tell you the truth, if I would have met them boys and I felt the way you felt, that's the day I would have had a whole life change about my kids. Because obviously it's something that... Mm-hmm. 
because obviously it's something that she likes about her dad that she went to go find it with this guy and that's why she like him that's why she thinks she's he's cool and cute and all of that but if you was honest with your child in the, the beginning and let her know like hey this is how dad it was you know and this is the reason why like jackie was saying this is how dad was and this is the reason why i don't want you to date somebody like me because the thing is is that remember they just see the you know the outskirt they just see the sketches of you right they don't they don't see that drawing you see the difference they see the sketch oh the body is the sketch is really nice i think it's filling in really nice i think it's gonna fill in really good but they don't know exactly the struggles and the triggers and the pain and the hurt and the suffering and all that when they feel it in, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the perfect way to look at it. Your kids are looking at your sketch, okay? The drawing, they, they really don't know that full, when that color come in and the little shade come in, they don't know that. When when I say that shade and that color and all that, that's the pain and that's the hurt and that's the suffering and that's the trigger and that's the trauma and that's all those things, okay? But your kid's not going to understand that if you don't sit down and talk with them yeah. because they human too. Because you know why you need to talk to them? Because eventually they're going to be 30. They're going to be your age. And we want to wisen our kids up. We want to make sure they know we want to shake we want to shake them in show them you know what the warning signs and the signs and all that so they can know my daddy my daddy told me about you mm -hmm. you know my dad was once like this so no my daddy said that's not cool that's not good so those, uh, those open communication honest communication uh conversations Exactly, Jackie. Hey, Nisha, what's your question? Um, my question is, do you feel like he was just being a little judgy or maybe he was just triggered by small things that he saw in this kid that resembled him and then he just completely was like, oh, no, kind of like how I do. Oh, no, too much. That's not going to work. Because for me, I feel like just because he kind of somewhat reminds you of yourself when you're a kid, you still don't know this child. Like, this is your first time meeting him. Exactly. Um, so I, to me, it just sounds like he was a little triggered and a little judgy, and now he's like, oh, no, I don't want my daughter dealing with it. It was definitely oh, a that's mirror. Good, it was definitely the mirror. That's what it sounds like. It was, it, it was definitely a mirror, and it triggered him. Mm -hmm. because, and I get it. I don't want you to, when you look at this and you, and you guys see this, I don't want you to think that we don't get it. I totally get it. I get you, mm -hmm. but do your kids get you? Mm -hmm. That's the difference because we the same age. We done seen it all right. and we done did it all. So I see what you see, but do your kids see what mm -hmm. you see? So, cause the thing is, is that you're not paying no picture for, you're not paying no picture for me. You're not paying no picture for her boyfriend. You're not paying. You trying to get an understanding with your child 
because that's who's going to take all the, your lessons and all your lecture and all that. And she's going to mold her to which the woman she wants to be. But we want to make sure, like Jackie said, we want to make sure it's the truth. It's honesty. Don't hide behind, you know, false accusations. You know what I'm saying? Don't fall behind things that's not true about you. It's okay for your kids to know your flaws. Yes. Because they got to understand yeah, that they right. want to make mistakes. You are a human being. You make mistakes. Ain't nobody in this wor world is perfect. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Nisha. And I think that that is a really good point. That's a, such a good point because so many times, even like in my own family and everything, I see kids and parents who have a great relationship as children, but then once the children becomes an adult, their relationship crashes because the child starts to see, think with an adult mind, like, okay, I'm realizing all the trauma that I went through. I'm really able now that I'm, I'm more developed and I'm older to understand what That's I heard it? about my parent, what they were really doing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm starting to see that. So yes, now it. I'm bitter and I'm, Girl, I'm pushing my, my parents away because why would you do that to me? You're supposed to be my parent when you're really thinking still as a child's mind, as if your parent is supposed to be perfect, but they're not, they're human. So the more yes, you expose yourself to your children and say, hey, mommy makes mistakes, I'm sorry. Makes mistakes. I'm sorry. Daddy went through this when he was a kid, so daddy don't want you to feel that either. Daddy, mommy's still dealing with this. The more you paint yourself as somebody's that's human, just like your child, the easier that transition will be when they become adults and be like, mm, Mommy, daddy told me about that when they were kid. I know mommy and daddy are human. They did the best That's it. That's it. I'm gonna highlight just one little piece that she, just that took over the whole conversation eventually your kids are going to be grown and they're gonna see and they're gonna understand mm -hmm. that mistake that's why we say talk to your kids because that when they get grown they're gonna be like oh yeah mom i understand i understood when you said that come on nisha hit it mm -hmm. on the nail that's it right there that's it that's good that's good <laughs> Good. Damn, that's good. I have a cousin right now who will not talk to her mom for those reasons. And I'm like, she she needs that's to start. Good. She's not looking at, at you as her mom, as a mom and as a person. She's not looking at you for who you are. She's looking at you as the mother she felt like you were supposed to be as a child, which is perfect. When we're kids, we all look at our parents as guys. Our, our, kid, our parents can't make no mistakes when you're a child. Right. You give your parents mm -hmm. so much grace because they're your parent. But then as you get older mm -hmm. and you understand things a little bit different and you have a better understanding of things, you're like, wait, mommy didn't do what she was supposed to do. She was supposed exactly. to be perfect. She was supposed to do this. And it's like, nah, mommy was still a human. Mommy yeah, is still okay. a human. Mommy did the best that she could. Right. Exactly. That's my team. I love it. Okay. Jackie, you got anything to close us out with? No, I, I love that. Definitely. It's just like with me, with my mom, I grew up, my mom, she said it how it was um her mistakes to learn from her mistakes and it really did give me more different um perspective as i was go getting older and growing up there weren't things that um questions left unanswered um i knew what to expect you know to some degree and I, and i always knew that i could lean on my mom whenever i had you know any trials or tribulations so it really does help to have that open line of communication with your kids start that early because all they are is mini people 
Yes, they're kids, but they are human beings and they're listening, they're watching, they're absorbing everything and anything around them. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> I don't know what happened. Some nope. dust up in here. <laughs> but I nope. will um, fix it. Oh, my goodness. Jason, you need some wine, girl. I know, but definitely the open line of communication. So um, I think I feel like there could be a part two to this um, for next week. But yeah, but uh, this was great. And um, we'll see y'all again next um, Monday at 8 from 8 to 9. And follow us, send us some questions. If you have any topics in mind that you want us to talk about, send that to us our way through Facebook or email. We love y'all. We love y'all. <laughs> love to hear from you all. Yes. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. <laughs>